Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This episode is sponsored by my favorite game, Best Fiends. As you guys know, in order to deliver daily episodes, I have to completely immerse myself in all things true crime, which I love, but do need a break from from time to time. So when I'm reaching my tragedy threshold for the day, I reach over, grab my phone, and launch Best Fiends. It's the perfect palate cleanser for anyone in need of a break. Best Fiends is a casual game filled with fun, engaging puzzles to keep your brain both entertained and challenged with levels, events, and challenges that update daily. The makers of Best Fiends have created a whole world right in my phone. It's got great music, is bright and colorful with great graphics, and there's a story all about these cute collectible characters. Right now, I'm on level 477 and just got Eleanor, the cutest little blue bug. What's really cool is that you can connect and play with friends from all over and create a fun little challenge of your own, which is the perfect way to stay connected with all of your friends no matter how far they are. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on this game. So join me and millions of people who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Trophies seem to always be a killer's downfall. 
On June 4th, 2008, a man was arrested after the ping of a stolen cell phone, one he kept as a trophy for years, led police right to his doorstep. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Very little is known about Anatoly Petrovich Sadiq prior to his horrific crimes. We know he was born on April 20th, 1963, was working as a driver, and was married with two children living in Lipitska, Russia. It was in the city of Lipitska that, beginning in early 1998, women under the age of 28 started to show up raped, murdered, and robbed. In fact, over the course of over five years, 12 murders and 8 rapes had been perpetrated by a man they were calling the Libisk Maniac, and many thought that number was closer to 30. From what investigators had gathered, this maniac would sit in his car, abduct his intended victims, drive them to a deserted area, beat them within an inch of their lives, and rape them. Eventually, when he realized that those who he left alive could report their crimes, he turned to strangulation using the victim's own clothing. Residents were terrified, and they worried who would be his next victim. Police worked the case, and on several occasions, with witnesses remembering small details like the make of his car, the name Anatoly Sadiq came to their attention. But when they looked into him and his history, they found it incredibly difficult to believe that an outstanding family man such as Anatoly would possibly be responsible for such gruesome crimes. So they worked with what little information they had, They knew that, whoever the Lipskick maniac was, he was taking small trophies from some of his victims. This included at least two cell phones. Two cell phones that were found in the Sadiq's home. Now, you would think this would be enough to finally place Anatoly under arrest. But the charming family man simply explained to police that he bought the phones from a stranger. Still suspicious, police asked Anatoly to provide a blood sample for examination. And when they tested it, found that it belonged to a third blood group while their killer belonged to a fourth. Anatoly Sadiq escaped arrest and was able to continue his crimes. Then, at the end of the year 2000, fishery officials stopped a suspicious man lurking around the riverbanks with a woman's fur coat in his car. Claiming the coat belonged to his wife, the police arrived and started to search the area. There, they found a woman's body floating in the water. But before they could make their arrest, the unknown man had driven off. It was around this time that a task force was created to capture the maniac, under the same name as the one set up to catch Andre Chikatilo, given the similarities in their cases. A reward for 100,000 rubles and a car was offered, and everyone waited with bated breath to see if this monster could be captured. Shortly after this, in 2003, the last of the maniac's victims was found and the killer went dormant. Finally, in 2008, a break came in the case that would put an end to the maniac and to Anatoly's abilities to slip through the cracks. A family member of his happened to find a cell phone in Anatoly's garage and decided to activate it. When they did, the task force got the ping and traced it back to the Sadiq home where they descended upon Anatoly on June 4, 2008. Not only was a cell phone found in the 45-year-old's garage, but so was the light green car the surviving witnesses said their attacker was driving, and two leather jackets and a bra belonging to the murdered girls. They finally had enough to prove that, despite what his friends and family thought, 
the mild-mannered grandfather was capable of murder. He was arrested that same day, and after two genetic examinations and denying all of his charges for murder, Anatoly Sadiq confessed to all of his crimes. According to his confession, he committed six crimes, though his DNA showed up on all eight. And as a result of the investigation, he was charged with 12 murders total. Deemed sane enough to stand trial, Anatoly changed his story several times during the trial. At first, he claimed he did commit the murders, but was told to do so by a demonic force, later retracting this story and saying he only confessed because he was under the influence of operational police officers. Despite writing a 250-page report defending himself and reading it during his defense, on April 19, 2010, the regional court sentenced 46-year-old Anatoly Sadiq to life in prison, nicknaming him the Lipiscuit Chikatilo. He will serve that time in the Black Burkut Colony in Oblast. When the verdict was read, Anatoly calmly continued denying his involvement in the murders and asking the court to acquit him. This was met with insults and screaming from his surviving victims and the families of those who he killed. The court also ruled to award the victims monetary compensation for 3,400,000 rubles, as well as 300,000 rubles for procedural costs, all to be paid by Anatoly himself. In September of 2013, reports swirled that Anatoly had taken his life inside of his colony cell. But the next day, officials squashed the rumor and said he was still alive and well and serving his punishment. In fact, he sits in a cell for two people, gets a one-hour walk weekly in a bathhouse, and is entitled to one date every six months. As of February 2018, the maniac is still alive. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.